Hello, wonderful viewers and listeners. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you've joined us today. Our guest is Taylor Bull. And Taylor is uh, one of my favorite people who I met through the Heal Your Life training program. He uh, came through the program uh, recently and uh, just added so much value to all of the participants that were there with his wisdom and his life experiences, which uh, he calls colorful. So I'm gonna circle back to that. And we're gonna talk about overcoming adversity and how life just goes full circle. And Taylor likes to use a phrase of uh, failing forward. That's, did I get it right, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, failing no, forward and we're, we're going to talk about that as well. So welcome to the show, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excited to be here. Looking forward uh, to this. Well, we all feel the same way. So let's dive right into uh, so many different aspects of what you do. Uh, but I'm going to dive into the music. And when I was reading your bio, it says, music gave me my voice. My songs are my stories, and I come from a, I have a colorful journey, and my songs are my stories. And that really touched my heart. Uh, what a beautiful way to be able to express yourself and help others. So what would you like to share about that? Well, the, the music thing, the reason I say it, it, it gave me a voice um, was I felt very, and I think that can be, uh, a lot of people can relate to that because throughout the pandemic, when it first came down to the restrictions, I was basically, and a lot of us were, you know, stuck in our homes. And so for, for me, my saving grace for the last 15 years has been my, my boxing and my mixed martial arts. And then when the pandemic came, I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't fight. So there was no competition. I couldn't go to the gym. So for me, it was all most of the times, like when it comes to like feeling down, I, I go and chase some endorphins. Right. And, and that was my go-to for such a long time. I didn't need anything else. And for, you know, X amount of years, I was just chasing endorphins, living my best life. And then all that happened. And uh, I kind of felt constricted. I, I just had no outlets. I had, um, I had dabbled with music before, um, I was uh, I was writing songs years ago, so I ended up just kind of pulling one of my songs from the past, bringing it in and dusting it off, and then kind of I took um, I had a bunch of a computer equipment, and and so I bought a bunch of equipment throughout the years. This it seemed it was always a a plan in the back of my mind because throughout the years I've amassed a couple you know most of it's from pawn shop, but it's just equipment pertaining to recording stuff like this. There's a mic and there's headphones. There's all these things. And I just kind of had them sitting there and I thought, well, geez, what better time and bust them out. And I, I started doing it and I felt really good about it. Um, and I think that was the main thing was it, it allowed me. And that's why I say it gave me a voice was that the songs I was writing, I, I was posting them on social media. I mean, I only have so many friends on there. I'm not saying that it was reaching the world, but just having that little uh, exposure felt, I felt heard, you know, I don't know who heard them, but that wasn't the point. It was from submitting those songs and putting them out to the universe. I just felt this release and, you know, oh, and that's yeah. part of the healing, right? And, and, you know, we get, we get into that when the heal your life workshops, there's a lot of, and that's a lot of, to do with releasing our energy, releasing our feelings and, you know, allowing ourselves to let go. And that's just, I, I just wasn't, processing with all the things happening in the, in the pandemic 
I wasn't allowed to process it. And so when it came down, I had actually got mixed into alcohol again. And so coming off the pipeline, I was diving into the bottle and I was kind of lost, no fighting, no, no purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I found the music and, and it really just captivated me. And, I, and like I say, it already paid off. So I, I just released some music for, to the universe, um, putting on through TuneCore on Spotify and doing, you know, establishing myself as a real artist. But as far as I'm concerned, I've already won. The, yes. the, the, the benefits that this experience has given me, it got me through that pandemic and it introduced me to something uh, that I'm very passionate about now. So, you know, it's, I've already won. Where my music goes from here does not matter to me. I hope it goes, but you know what? I already feel great about it. And uh, you just can't, you know, can't take that. <laughs> uh, Taylor, I can tell you for everyone watching and listening right now that there's so many people sending you so much love uh, from what you just said. Your incredible attitude is so beautiful. Uh, so that people can hear your music, I will put the links and so on into the show notes. Um, and they can visit your website, theraginbull.com. That's R A G I N bull.com the raging bull.com and uh taylor you talked about healing and i know life hasn't always been easy for you and i find it so interesting that that our paths crossed in a place where you came to learn how to polish up on your techniques of healing other people and uh, or helping other people to heal themselves i should say and learning to be a uh, heal your life coach to help coach people in the uh, philosophies of uh, metaphysics and Louise Hay and so on. So you've come from this, this background that was very troubling. You could have gone another way, but instead you decided to turn that into something to use to help others. Can you tell us more about that? Of course, of course. Um, so the, the colorful, I guess, the colorful history that you spoke about earlier um, I, I, I was, uh, originally my, my family life was good. I was, uh, instilled with, with solid values. Um, my parents did good. They gave me a good life. I had actually come in to realize that the, the world is a funny place and I was getting shown ugly parts of it. And I, and I decided to rebel. And back then I, 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 I walked right into, um, gang life. There's a lot of gangs in my community when I was growing up, drugs, gangs, and violence. Um, I think those are, you know, those are present in a lot of communities. Um, but I had just plugged myself right into the, to the world that was around me. And, um, you know, I, I took that and, and I ran with it. Um, I, I, it's not something that I, uh, I boast about, but I do recognize it it's a part of my journey and it brought me to where I am today. So I have no regrets, but, um, but it's definitely a story I use in a different way nowadays Um, coming and growing up in that lifestyle. Like I said, I I was very good at it too. So I was good at being a bad guy and, and uh, that really tarnished my reputation. And so it took me a good 10, about a good decade to, to actually showcase that, Hey, this guy's changed. And that's been my my drive in my community because I did um, I propagated a lot of unhealthy lifestyle, you know. And and I, I lost I lost a nephew of mine to suicide, and I take that as 
I take that responsibility um, just because I was, I was, you know, a, a proponent of, of the lifestyle he was thinking was, was the, was it. And, and, you know, that weighs heavily on my conscience. And so moving forward, I, I wanted to, you know, change that um, image and, and I guess uh, be a part of something better, something positive. Yeah. Right? And so I took the gang life um, and I don't, and I, and I actually appreciate that experience because it did allow me to, it's funny dealing in office settings and in politics nowadays, um, you quite often see, uh, you don't see the full person. Sometimes they're hiding something in the streets growing up. There was no hiding. Everybody was who they were, whether it was, you know, nice or very mean. And so it, it, it gave me skills in, in, um, what they call verbal jujitsu, you know, de-escalating de situations, um, working efficiently with people. And, and, uh, and so when I came into a different world, you know, it, it really, I, I appreciate that experience because I feel that it gave me a lot of skills that you're not going to get in the academic setting. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this, this whole experience really helped me. And on top of that, it helps me connect with the youth with these other kids and not even just youth. I just did a heal your life workshop a couple about a month ago. And I was working with guys who were a part of that gang life. They were on the other side. You know, we had conflicts. I remember them. They remember me. And for, and, and I think, you know, I watched those guys and there was a couple of them there, the words they spoke to, to the way they thought it, it, it threw that heal your life workshop. They, they really shifted. And now I'm seeing them. I just brought one of my friends. He's in treatment, um, him and his girlfriend. And, and they're, he's he, talking to him. It's like talking to a different guy. He's, he's just positive. He's just, you know what? It's, it's, it's so, he's very optimistic. And it's just, it's so fulfilling for, yes. to know that I, I, was, I was able to, to um, facilitate, you know, and, and maybe open some doors. And like you said, we don't heal people. We just help. That's and right. I always say, I always say, I can show you the door, but you, the work comes down to you. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and I'm really connecting with these guys. And you know what, like I, the, the, these, these street fellas and, and the, the, I guess the gang affiliated individuals in our community and, and they, they recognize me. And I, and I think it just gives me this in, in on, on, you know, having a real conversation with them. And then when they hear some of the, cause I'm, I'm, I'm unorthodox in a lot of ways and the things and how I say things, especially in my community here. So when we get to chatting, you know, um, it's just so pleasing for me to, to see their eyes go, Oh, Hey, you know, and then they kind of, Hey, Hey, and they think about it. But then later on, I talk to them again, now they're regurgitating some of this stuff. They're saying, whether it's Facebook posts, they're going this, this optimism of, you know, it, Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a saying in, in pre-language is guillaume it's it's just it's that's how it is it's it's oh well kind of thing right it's it's so it goes and uh and, and that's kind of i see a lot of guillaume going on with these guys they're, they're letting things slide kind of thing right instead of anger a lot of a lot of things would a lot of it was violent right we, we grew up and that was that was what controlled the situation was violence and and uh seeing them go from you know being violent and reactive to being uh, just passionate for one compassionate you know understanding and and not only to others but to themselves yes it, yes it, it, yeah 
That is yeah. just so the key right there to what you said. There's so many gems in what you've said. You're an amazing speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to go back to saying that feeling of fulfillment uh, for knowing that you helped someone. That is really just what it's all about. I think so. All yeah. of us have this deep down urge to make a difference, and whatever that looks like, you know, maybe that that means mowing the lawn for your neighbor, or maybe it means doing what you do. But that feeling of fulfillment is so important in our lives. And yeah. then also, you know, men helping men. I have so much admiration for that because I think men get a raw deal. Women have so many resources available for them when it comes to uh, personal growth or self-improvement or healing or releasing emotions. Yeah. And I find often men are taught, keep that all in. Don't talk about that. And then there's guys like you who are like, I was going to say opening the door, but I'm going to say blowing the wall right out <laughs> <laughs> and just helping other people to really connect with what they need to truly have that self-compassion that you were talking about. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Taylor, you are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, that whole, uh, the whole um, opening the door thing is, uh, that, that's, my, that's, that's really all I can do, right? Like I have re I've recognized that I can't walk, I can't, you know, you can't lead a horse to water. That's something I learned a long time ago. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And yeah. so for, for me, it's, it's big. I'm, I'm big on inspiration um, and, and like showcasing. So, so like on Facebook, on my social medias in, in general, um, I am, I think some might consider me a, a, a sad guy, but it's just because I'm so, and, it, and it's, it's ups and downs. Life is ups and downs, right? But I'm so willing to share my experience of sadness because I'm just, I'm, I, I want, you know, the younger generation to know that it's okay to do that. It doesn't make you weak. I, I feel like I'm more powerful than I've ever been in manifesting the life that I want. And I'm just even, I'm even more uh, uh, um, emotional. I, I can, I, I recognize my emotions now. You know, I don't brush them off. And, and when I recognize them, I like to share them on my socials. And uh, I think that has kind of painted me in a certain image, right? And, and it's because people, it makes people uncomfortable because it's not, we're not used to that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I keep going, I keep hammering away on that because that's something that I feel is very important. We need to, you know, cry when you need to cry. You need to talk to somebody when you need to talk to somebody. And, they, and there's always, you know, there's always someone to talk to if you just reach out. Well, and that consistency and that being repetitive too, I think that's what really helps to facilitate change because, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if someone's been programmed for years, it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to show your emotions. It's not safe to show your emotions. Uh, it's not strong to show your emotions over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, being exposed to that once isn't really going to change a whole lot, but when they continue mm -hmm. to have that exposure and to uh, witness people like you and other people on social media who are sharing real stuff yeah. that, that people understand it gives them permission to do the same. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that, uh, that you are just being you and being so real out there uh, on a platform that isn't always real. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they say, be the change. Yes. Right. Um, I, I recognize too that uh, 
the, my, my most impact that I've made personally in my entire career, um, you know, in whatever I've done, whether it's my professional work, uh, my, my fighting, my music, whatever it is, everything I've done so far, the one thing that really resonates is um, when my nephew, uh, we didn't, he's, he's, he's slightly younger than me, but he came to me after watching me box at the Shaw Conference Center. Now I lost, but he remembers looking up and seeing me on the ring going, hey, that's my uncle. I know him. He's from where I'm from. You know, I could have told, I could have sat him down and, and told him all these things he needs to do. It just never, it just doesn't ever, you know, get to that. But when they see it, inspiration is huge. Just, just the, you know, the showcasing and when you see it, they're like, hey, hey, I can do that. And he turned around. He never went pro, but he joined amateur boxing. He turned his life around. He was going up on gun charges and violence and he turned his life around. Now he's working with public works. He's taking care of his kids. He's a, he's a good father. He's just turned his life around. And I don't want to take the credit for that, but I, but he has, but he has told me time and time again, that that was the moment that he'd said, you know what, I can do more. And, and wow. so that's what I'm trying to do nowadays is, is not only with what I do, but, but I try to, you know, help show other people um, we're mm -hmm. actually holding, a, we're actually hosting a, a conference. Uh, Cody is going to be our main event. I got him coming in to be Okima for our music. Um, I'm, I'm showcasing a bunch of local, um, local artists, local uh, entrepreneurs. It's all about inspiration, inspiration. So I called the, 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 the uh, event is called uh, Samson Inspired to 2023. And that's mm -hmm. the thing is just, just showcasing, right? The people who have, who are doing it or who have done it or who have tried and failed because that, like I said, for me, that's, that's where my, that's where the value is. Absolutely. And, you know, as your nephew said to you, that was the moment, right? That was when I was inspired. Uh, yeah. He then has gone on to inspire others. And so when we do that, when we shine our light, when we say, I'm going to show, I'm going to use my leadership skills. I'm going to shine my light. I'm going to be part of the change. Think about that ripple effect. Just yeah. ab it's absolutely huge. And so for everyone listening and watching, know that it makes a difference. You might you might think uh, maybe that little social media post or maybe that nice thing you said uh, to the person at the gas station doesn't make a difference. But think about that ripple effect. And we all make a difference. So we can make a difference for good or we can make a difference that maybe makes it more difficult for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so just really asking ourselves, you know, what can I do? How can I serve? How can I be of service? And it, yeah, that, that was one of the, the logic behind me changing my life was back then I thought, well, I can't keep doing bad things and expect good things to happen. I had the law of attraction. You just, I like that. You just can't. You just can't. Yes. So I, just, I took that and I said, well, I guess, I guess I got to do something different. <laughs> I was going to say that should be a bumper sticker, but that shows my age. So I should say that should be a meme. <laughs> <laughs> there you, there you go. <laughs> so Taylor, what's in the queue? What have you got coming up? Um, well, I've, I've just, um, working on releasing my tracks. I've got 12 more tracks to release for the next 12 weeks. So I'm doing that once a week for the next 12 weeks. Um, I'm coordinating this event with Samson. Um, the, the, my nation, I'm, I'm not sure as to what's going to happen next month because my nation has requested my, 
my uh, services as a council member for chief and council. So I might be getting into leadership. We'll see what that, you know, um, yes. it's been a long time coming, but uh, it's, it's something in my heart is with my people. So I'm more than happy to step up, but again, it's elected elections. So you never know how it'll go. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've got all my bases covered. Um, if I'm here, I'm happy. If I'm there, I'm happy. Uh, you, you just can't take me down. <laughs> I'm going to end it there at that beautiful note, uh, and it is so true, Taylor. I am incredibly honored to know you, and I know that our listeners and our viewers have been moved by what you've shared, and I know that you've spent uh, many years developing the person that you are today, and thank you for being you. Thank you for having me.